0: Oh my god, what's up party people? Welcome to this week's episode of Romancing Nancy Drew. I'm your host, Undy Nickerson. You can find me at that handle. Not really on Twitter so much anymore because I'm on Blue Sky. Um, because Twitter's a dumpster fire and I refuse to call it by the name that has been, re- been rebranded as. We're gonna think of this as its flop era because it's, it's been in that holding pattern for like six solid months now. Anyway, um, As you know, my username stands for Nancy Drew Nickerson, which is, yeah, we understand. I don't yet have Romancing Nancy on Blue Sky because I keep giving out invite codes to people, but I will let you know as soon as that happens. And if you're listening to this in the future, maybe it already has. Oh my God. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, y'all. Or I'll just be at whatever the next social media thing is. I do need to check in on Spill. I've heard things. Anyway, where are we? I oh, know it's been a hot minute um this week's episode is about the double nix mystery which is number 50 in the Nancy Drew mystery stories was originally published in 1973. As we've talked about we are nearing the end of the original 56 and we're gonna be doing some random digests including Jade Tiger which I ordered and received a used copy of so I'm stoked about that because it seems like it's gonna be real real weird as so many of them are. I love all of you equally, except for Job. Um, you're my third least favorite child. Um, anyway, so this one's real, real weird, and because the Nancy Drew like near the end of it, near the end of the Nancy Drew mystery story. So we're we're hitting that. Um, it's it's like oh okay, it's kind of mad libsy, and that you're like, how did this how how did this idea happen? I don't know. Maybe she was doing some. And when I say she, I mean Harriet Stratemeyer Adams, who penned this one. Maybe she was like, "I need to make some business trip slash tax write offs." I don't know. I, I sincerely don't know. It's fine. I know she took trips for other things and reasons, and other to investigate other books, which I think is super cute. Where she's like, "I'm going to do some travel logging and also pretend that Ned is here." That's that's what I would do in all situations. This book, oh, oh, let me describe the cover first, I'm sorry. It has like a really interestingly dark and moody cover in that it's got a lot of like dark brownish red happening and there's a bird on the cover that looks vaguely menacing that is like, its neck is hooked over almost like a U-bin in a pipe and it's over Nancy and Ned, because Nancy and Ned are both depicted on the cover, except for it also looks kind of like a weird 1970s senior picture, and that, like, they're right next to each other, as though they're like, yes, we are at prom together, and yes, my arms are wrapped suggestively around Nancy's waist, just off screen, but they're not dressed for prom, and also that bird, so it's like the bird is the unwanted third, third member of this relationship, and no one's here for it, like, you're the ex that we all hate, you're a metaphor, so but yeah, it's an interesting cover, this is when they were like, let's, let's do weird things, it's, it's not as weird as the Crooked Bannister cover, nothing's gonna top that, like, no, no acid trip is gonna top that cover, um, yes, Double Jinx opens with Nancy and her friends at her dad's house, as always, it's like the crash pad, and Nancy's like, hey, Ned's not there, I'm sorry, I know I need to establish that. I know you're like, is he walking downstairs looking rumpled as though he has just come out of Nancy's bed and maybe, maybe with some sexy stubble? No, not at this point, but I like where your head's at and maybe future. So, um, Nancy and her friends are there and Nancy's like, oh my God, my dad wants me to help him with a case. And they're like, no, because again, this is a thing that happens on the regular. And I love that. Like, this is, this is like exactly Nancy's thing. She's like my dad wants me to help him on a case and it's going to be great. And again, she has no job. So this, this kind of is her job. She's, although I would argue that Carson is just exploiting her free or reduced labor. Um, he's like, you can, you can keep half of whatever loot you find. And she's like, pirate rules. I respect it. So, um, his client has an apiary, but it's not like a legit apiary, cause Okay, let me back up slightly. I, f- I think, and I don't know this for sure, I think that like around the introduction of the Environmental Protection Agency in the 1970s, et cetera, that all of a sudden people were like, maybe we should start conserving things and not poisoning the shit out of everything. So around that time is when like legit like aquariums and bird parks. No, I don't, I don't know of any state-run bird parks. That's probably a thing though. Um, you know, that kind of thing, like not even like national parks, because we have been doing national parks for a hot minute before that, but like nineteen seventy three seems to be like the whole like let's actually like i don't know not be weird and carnival side showy about animals, so um he has like a off books apiary a like a a bird sanctuary, a emergency vet i don't it just seems real like backwoods south to me although clearly she's not any of those things but anyway so the um Carson's been hired by the people running the apiary to help out because they have been getting weird threatening messages apparently there is a (laughs) there's a company that wants to build a lot of high rises and I think that like the actual name of their company is high rise I refuse to I refuse to open the book again like I'm gonna but um I don't have it with me um, so, I don't know, I think it's called, like, High Rise Incorporated, because they're like, Acme was taken, so, <laughs> but they want to build some affordable housing, which is really fucking interesting. I was like, I, I want to be in favor of affordable housing, go on, and Nancy is also like, I want to be in favor of affordable housing, so tell me what the fuck's going on here, so, but anyway, they've been getting a bunch of, like, you need to sell your, your farm, your APR, your bird farm, your b- Let's just call it that your bird farm is cursed. Like, oh my god. And um the problem is that the couple who owns it I, re- I again, I have no idea what their names are. I'm going to call them Carl and Judy. Um Judy like she's in a wheelchair and she's also like she seems to have like a nervous condition and um she does not like all this. Like, it's it's not that good for her health. I was like, also, y'all need to be seaside, maybe in Bath, and maybe, um, I don't know, do some turns about the pump house so that y'all can make eyes at people. Anyway, but Judy's like, I don't, I don't know. And so Carl's like, I don't know. I, maybe I will have to sell the place because if, if this, like, is bad for my wife's mental health, like, maybe we should sell. Which, again, that's exactly what the terrorists want. Don't give in to their demands. But, anyway, that's fine. So, uh, Nancy wants to help out with that. Um, but, of course, her friends are like, can you tell me more about what we should maybe be doing about this? Because, mm, and Nancy's like, I don't know. But, um, again, she's heard something. I don't, it's it's a weird fucking thing. Because she's, like, talking to them about this bird that she's been I think that she's been doing, like, some light investigating, and she's like, I've heard about these birds, and some birds are seen as good omens, and some are bad, and you're like, yes, we've all read Crime of the Ancient Mariner. That's not the actual name of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a rhyme with the ancient mariner. Um, anyway, but crime, crime just tracks so much better. Um, anyway, Crime of the Ancient Mariner. Um, well, that's gonna be my first novel. Um, No, it's my second, I guess. Anyway, getting back to the fucking point. Um, some birds are good, some birds are bad. And so, Nancy and her friends are, like, at her house talking about this bird case. And all of a sudden, Nancy's like, what is that? Someone has put a stuffed bird. One of the Bad Omen ones, um like, in the driveway of the house across the street, like, it's spying on her, and Nancy's like, what the fuck, because at first, I think it's real, so then they run over there, and they're like, This is not a real bird. This is a stuffed bird, like, clearly, like, a taxidermy bird. And Nancy's like, this just keeps getting weirder. Like, what the fuck? Who has a fucking taxidermied evil omen bird who they're like, I'm gonna deploy strategically across the street from your house. I was like, is there a spy camera inside? Because are we, are we Elroning? Are we Elroning? Anyway, um... And I'm going to argue that we are. You're going to, yeah, you're going to find out. Um. Anyway, but her friends are like, oh, my God, whether if there's a bomb inside? And I was like, I like how suspicious y'all have gotten. Like, over time, you're like, first off, we're going to get blown up. Second, that's hot. Third, I don't know, poison? Question mark? Fourth, robots. So, yeah, we've, we've got a ranking. So, anyway, Nancy calls the cops who were like, a stuffed bird, we are on it because River Heights police have jack shit to do. Nancy has all the criminals in town locked up, all of them. All you have to do is look at her wrong. She's like, okay, I'm gonna fuck you up. (laughs) So the cops come out. They like bring full like deep sea diving gear and a bucket of oil, which of course, like when I was reading Nancy Drew books and the older stuff, I was like, oh, okay. We would disable scary bomb things by just putting them in a bucket of oil. Good to know. I will keep cooking medium out on me at all times for bomb reasons. So, um, they determined that no, there's nothing actually, like, about the bird that is going to do that. Like, there's no sign of any sort of explosive device or anything. So, they're like, and they're like, do you want us to keep it? And Nancy's like, uh... No, I'll hold on to it. It's fine. It's fine. I'm, I collect weird shit. So I've got a room full of dolls that will track you with their eyes. So it's cool. I'll just throw it in there. Like, I don't know how it's going to shake out. I don't know who's going to win that battle, but it's fine. So the next thing they decided to do is go out and see the actual couple who, um, you know, remember Carl and Judy who own a bird farm. Um, it's like off the road i think they have to like actually get like legit like written down directions because again no gps so they have to be like okay turn at the tree that used to be there and they end up at the bird like nancy's like this is a really nice area it's really nice but they can clearly see that like the people have started doing like pre-construction on the area like right next to the farm and they're like yeah we can not have this farm here it's an eyesore now, there are a bunch of, like, real fucking huge-ass cages outside with, like, a bunch of different kinds of birds. Like, we're not talking just like, oh, here's some finches or whatever. He's got, like, like weird-ass birds that I, I have no idea. This, this seems, like, borderline illegal, but it's fine. Anyway, he, he really loves those birds. I was like, again, you can really love something and still fuck it up, but it's fine. Um, they go inside after they looked around at the birds, um, there's somebody out there, like, cleaning cages, and he's not either one of the couple, um, but when they go inside, like, Nancy's like, oh, hey, um, my dad sent me over to, like, find out what I could about your case, because he's, he's got some other stuff that he's doing right now, but I'm just gonna, you know, do some preliminary interviews, so can I talk to both of you, and the, Carl's like, I'll go check on my wife, and they're like, okay, um, and he's like, yeah, she's not filling up to visitors today." Um, Nancy's like, "Okay, that's cool." I was immediately like, "Jane Eyre. She's in the attic, and she is wheelchair bound, and so she's stuck up there." You need to. It's no, it's not like that, or at least not overtly. Um, yeah. So Carl tells Nancy that um, somebody's been like leaving notes. Um, they've had some weird stuff happen. Like somebody like cut a hole in a cage and stuff like that. Like they're clearly like trying to sabotage them and unnerve them and so that they'll sell their, their place. And I think that somebody actually calls while Nancy's there and he's like, I'm not fucking selling you piece of shit. And then like hangs up on him. And Nancy's like, okay, do you have, because they talked about notes, and Nancy was like, okay, do you have any of the notes, just, you know, for handwriting reasons or whatever? And he's like, no, uh, my wife burned them. And I was like, again, that seems reasonable for you to be like, no, I wanna, I'm just going to do some light pollution in a response to these threats. So um, Nancy's like, okay, and like, it seems like every time she visits there that something happens. Like, there's one time that somebody comes up and they're like... And they try to, like, cut a hole in the fence. Um, there's one time that they come up that, like, somebody... Oh, the... Well, and again, I'm gonna fuck up the timeline here. There's one time that they come over and, like, the wife... They, they're, they like, helping muck out the birdcages. Because apparently this is a thing you have to do, like, every damn day. They're, like, giving water because they dump out the water because they're assholes and all this stuff. Um. Anyway, so they come over one time to help out, and the wife is, like, just chilling, just listening to some tunes in the, in the dining room or whatever. And she all of a sudden screams, and when they come in, she's like, this guy just came in through the window and threw a paper at me and then jumped across the hall. And it was real fucking weird, and he's, he's like, what the f-, f- what? So, she shows Nancy the paper, which has a circle with an X over it, which is, like, the, like, most basic. Like, oh, no, it's a scary song. She's like, it's a jinx. And you're like, sure, sure. It's a, mm mm-hmm, yep, 100%. Again, sure. Like, okay. But, anyway, she's like, and you're saying that he jumped. And she's like, yeah, he jumped from, like, right in front of me to over there. And Nancy's like, that's a real big jump. Like that is an impressive jump. Nancy's like, did he say anything? She's like, no, no. It was it was just real fucking creepy and I was not here for it. And she's like, okay, is he in the house? So the first house. No, he's not. And then they see somebody leaping off like Mary Martin and Peter Pan. Like, there's some wires somewhere. And they're like, This is fucking weird as shit. This is just what the f- what? <laughs> Which same. Real real weird. Okay, so. Um, first off, Ned comes to visit, because of course he fucking does, you know this about him, you know that when he's taking his break from secret servicing, oh, I've got a new new euphemism, um, secret servicing is their little code word, um, anyway, he, he's like, I've got a break from college or whatever, because again, every, every one of the novels seems to be like, and, and then the next year, and you're like, but she never ages, because she's a witch, um, so he comes to visit, and... I think his parents are, like, out of town. Like, because, again, it's summer, so they're, like, on a trip or whatever. And he's like, I just thought I'd come over and, and hang out with you and see what mysteries you're doing. And also, Secret Service you. And Nancy's like, yeah, I'm here for that shit. Anyway. um, But they find out about the town council is going to vote on the plan to construct the... um Because, actually, it's not one place, I think, that they're talking about building, like, maybe hmm, I'm not sure, like, it, it feels like it's going to be, like, maybe a few different apartment buildings, and they're like, yeah, it's going to be great, it's going to be, a, like, more affordable housing, it's going to be really nice, etc., um, but, like, there's five council members who are going to vote on it, and so Nancy goes around to each individual council member, and, and some of them, she take like, I think one of them, like, best doors goes to, um, one of them, Nancy now goes to, um, so, yeah, they try to talk to all of them, um, but one of them, like, Nancy and Ned are talking to the guy, because he's actually, like, come out to the site, I think, which is, like, right near the apiary and the bird farm. And they're like, hey, so the apartment building. Now, the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So anytime she talks to anybody about this, they're like, "Who? who is backing you? And Nancy's like, no, I'm just a person who lives in the town who would like affordable housing. Like, that's that is my thing here. It's not... I don't have an agenda other than well, I'm I'm in I'm in favor of support supporting affordable housing. Um, but anyway, so they go up to him. and They're like, "Hey, have you heard anything about the plans for the apartment building?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be so many stories, and they're gonna be really really nice places." And then he looks over at Nancy Ned, and then he's like, "Oh, well, are you too interested in getting an apartment?" And they're like. Oh, we're just interested in like the concept of apartment buildings, and he's like, "Oh, um, okay. Um, when are you getting married?" And that is a chapter-ending cliffhanger in this book. And I was like, "I appreciate your drama. I love what you're serving me. Yes, yes." Um, but like Nancy turns beet red, and Ned looks at the ground. And he's like, "We're not. No, not." And the guy's like, "Oh, sorry." Mm, I just I don't know you two look like you've been banging and Nancy's like I mean we have but we're already married anyway um but it's really funny and awkward so and I'm like you only react that way when you've got feelings but I mean it's fine otherwise you just laugh um anyway so Nancy's like how are you gonna vote on it and the guy's like, well, I'm in favor of it. And Nancy's like, I am too. But also the apiary doesn't like, it feels like that doesn't need to happen. Like, look at all this land they've got over here. They don't need to do that. And so he's like, well, what do you mean? And she says, well, let me sketch out for you what I mean. So she actually like fucking draws out, I guess, like her artist rendering of what it would look like if they did an apartment building, but like didn't fuck up the apiary. And he looks at it and he's like, hell yeah. And Nancy's like, oh, so, so you would support this. She was like, you could do a pond right here. And then like the, you could do a little playground for the kids. And then like the apiary could be like a, you know, like an attraction that like you could shelter it with trees or whatever, so that it's not like an ice or whatever, but, but you don't have to build it. You don't have to tear down the fucking apiary. And the guy's like, yeah, you're going to have to convince everybody else about this though. And Nancy's like, okay. I mean, sure. I was like, I love that she's like, I'm going to sketch out some stuff. And he's like, this seems like sound architectural principles. I love it. I'm like, have you surveyed things? Do you know angles? But it's fine. Anyway, also Nancy and Ned are like, also, we're going to need to go bang to get rid of some of this tension. Um, anyway, but Ned's like really wanted to help out and he wants to hang out with her. So he like goes over and she's like, okay, they need help mucking out the bird pins. And he's like, fuck yeah, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm going to show you that I will make a good provider. So, they go out there and they're mucking out the bird pens. Um, Nancy is making dinner because, like, the, Judy doesn't seem like she's up to making dinner. Like, she, uh, she's having one of her nervous spells. Nancy surveys everything and she's like, okay, for the first course. And she, like, fucking plans out, like, a three-course meal where she's like, okay, for the appetizer we're doing blah, blah. And also I'm going to be doing some cream spinach and I'm going to turn on the broiler. And I'm going to do a creme brulee because I'm fucking classy that way. I'm that kind of bitch. Anyway, so she realizes that Ned and Dude have been gone for a long time. And so she goes out there and she sees them and they have been like, something has happened. They're both passed out on the, like, either, I think they're in a birdcage. And so Nancy gets near them and she smells chloroform and she's like, son of a bitch. So she has to get them out of there. There also had been some sick birds and she's, they're not sure if the birds were intentionally infected or if they were like, just, it was just a random thing that happened to that cage. But when Nancy goes out there, um, when Ned and Carl are both like passed on the floor of the cage, the, all the birds are dead. And she's like, well, shit, um, that's not great. So, she, route, like, manages to wake them up, and they're like, oh, son of a bitch. But he's like, well, I mean, they were sick. And you're like, yeah, but I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know that much about birds. It's fine. Um, the other thing, remember the bird with the U-shaped neck that's on the cover? You're like, of course I do. It's in their senior photo. That means that it's important. Um, They have a girl who is, they the book refers to her as Eurasian, which feels real, real vague, but also, I feel like Harriet didn't really love naming specific countries, so she would just make up country names, because why the fuck not? It's, you know, Nancy is respawning whenever she gets hit on the head, so it's fine, um, but, like, Kim, I'm gonna call her Kimmy, because, like, my brain has auto-filled that for her name, and I'm not sure. Anyway, Kimmy, who is Eurasian, who is just, like, generally Eurasian, um, She has one of those birds, and it's alive, and, like, she's there to help out. She's also, like, at the local college or university, and she's studying, and, like, this is, like, a good luck charm in her country and blah, blah, blah. Um, but anyway, so Nancy's like, does she know anything about this dumb bird? And he's like, no, she just has a live one. Nancy's like, oh, okay. I mean, sure. I mean, if you're traveling from another country, it seems first off weird that you'd bring a live bird. But secondly, you'd bring both a live and a dead bird. Because that seems kind of weird. Like, that's a weird flex. Like, this is what will happen to you, bird, if you fuck with me one more time. Just a weird thing to do. Anyway, so. Um, Nancy talks to her. And, like, she's... She seems very private and very much like she doesn't want to talk to Nancy about that much. Like, she's interested in birds, but she's she's polite and everything. And Nancy's like, okay. She's trying to figure out if she has anything to do with, like, the jinxing. Because, you know, she's, everybody's a suspect at this point. She's like, I feel like it's probably the developers, but also, like, just, just making sure. Because it's weird. Um, and the wife who, no judgment, feels kind of, like, QAnon. Um, mm she doesn't like her. She's like, I don't trust her. She's, she's foreign. I'm like, okay, so you're a bitch. Okay. Like you have a disability and you're also a bitch. Like that is not a completely two separate circles Venn diagram. So it's possible to be. So yeah, it's it's still not great though. You, you know, can we, can we have some diversity representation? Anyway, so, um, Nancy goes to talk to her and she finds out that the girl, like she's lost some jewelry which is, she's like, maybe I misplaced it, but she can't find it anywhere. And then her bird is loose. Like, she comes back to her room after class one day, and the, the cage is empty. And she doesn't know how the bird would have gotten out. And she's like, somebody's fucking with me. And she gets really upset. Nancy eventually um, gets her to, and one time Nancy comes to see her, and she's like, you know, are you doing okay? I just want to make sure you're doing okay, and she's just, like, sobbing. She's like, I'm about to get arrested, and I don't know what's gonna happen to me, and Nancy's like, what do you mean you're about to get arrested? And she's like, I got a letter, and it said I was about to be arrested. Nancy's like, can you show me the letter? Um, and it's like, you've been stealing bird specimens, and, and we're gonna have you arrested, and Nancy was like, uh so she goes to talk to the person who handles like the bird display on campus because I guess they have a bird department anyway and that's actually where the stuffed bird that she found in chapter one came from so she returns it to them and she's like hey um so have have you guys had any birds come missing and he's like actually yeah like three three of the specimens and Nancy's like huh okay um do you have any idea who might have done it and they're like no Nancy says, well, Kimmy got this weird, like, note slipped under her door, and the guy who's in charge of it just burst out laughing. He's like, okay, what the fuck? If we were gonna have her arrested, we would have had her arrested. Second, like, what the f- this is just somebody fucking with her, because seriously, he goes to check, like, the keys to get into the, the display, and he's like, yeah, no, no, she- how the fuck could she have gotten in? I've got the keys. These are the- this is the only set of keys. Nancy was like, have the keys been, like, weirdly missing lately no no I don't know um and he's like no everything's been fine she's like okay okay so maybe it's just that Liu um you know maybe they went missing for like five minutes and you didn't know it but okay anyway so she goes back to Kimmy she's like no they're not about to arrest you like again why would they spoil it she's like oh thank god anyway The bad thing that happens is Nancy is, um, Nancy's with Ned, and it's kind of, like, later on the same day that he was, like, passed out in the foot of the birdcage, and, like, he feels like they have a doctor check him out, and he's, like, I mean, he, he seems okay, um, but then he, like, he's, like, I feel really, really bad, and so Nancy's, like, well, just stay at my house, we've got a spare room, um, just, you know, it'll be fine and because again his parents aren't home and the doctor was like just you know keep an eye on him make sure he's okay you know he's you know he seems fine but we don't know what's happened we don't know um but his condition worsens to the point that like the next day Hannah's like Nancy we're gonna have to call the doctor again and Nancy's like what the fuck is going on so they call the doctor, and the doctor's like he has the bird flu and they're like no son of a bitch so the doctor's like okay like, we can take him to hospital. I do not recommend it. I do not recommend moving him. I think he needs to stay here in your gothic mansion. Um. Also, somebody's going to need to care for him. And he's, he's like, I'll do it. <laughs> and I was seriously like, she's got a nurse's outfit. And, and she knows Ned's feelings about it. And she has been dying for this day to happen. She's like, honey, honey, I got you. I got you. We can finally live out that that role play that you have been... Wanting for so long, anyway. But the doctor's like, no, I, I forbid it. Hannah's like, I got a surgeon's mask, I'll do it. I was like, again, why do you have a surgeon's mask? But I mean, to be fair, she lives with Carson and Nancy Drew. Like, you're gonna get like mustard gas at some point, so it makes sense that you would have at least some sort of mask. So, anyway, Hannah's like, I'll take this one for the team. So. Um she has to nurse Ned back the health which again Nancy's like I'm I'm so worried about him I hope he's okay. So like they tell her they're like do not go near him. Do he will infect you and she's like no. I okay. I'm I'm very sad though. I I want to go in there and and just like stroke his sweaty brow and gaze at him longingly. And maybe climb on top of him. I don't know how it's going to play out. Anyway, so Anyway, Hannah's taking care of him, and then, like, she goes to Nancy, like, later on the day, she's like, Nancy, he's been asking for you, like, he's, he's very upset, and Nancy's like, okay, I'm going in, and Hannah's like, you stay in the doorway, but Hannah doesn't stay there to see what Nancy does, and so Nancy goes to the doorway, and Ned's like, Nancy, Nancy, and Nancy's like, I'm going in, bitch, I'm going in, so she goes in there, she's like, Ned, Ned, are you okay, and she's, like, touching his hand, and she's like, oh my god, are you okay, honey, I'm like, get in there, get on top of him, anyway, don't, I guess, don't fuck people with the bird flu, I guess, I'm, I don't know, you do you, make your own judgment calls, anyway, so she goes in there, and Ned's like, Ned gives her a clue to the mystery, he's like, I'm, I'm really concerned about you, but I think it's also, like, part of, like, how could, how could this have happened, like, anyway, he tells her something, and she figures it out to say, like, Oh, this means this about the mystery because he's been so concerned about like helping her because he's afraid that she's going to get hurt too. And Nancy's like, and then he passes out. And Nancy's like, I love you. Anyway, the uh, the thing that happened and this happened before he got sick because, like I told you, I it's been a hot minute since I have read the book, and also it's not with me, so I can't look things up and see what order they happened in. Um, Nancy and Ned were like on the way back from the bird farm, and Nancy saw a sign that said um, like, ballet this way, and she's like, Ned, turn here, and he's like, ballet, and she's like, honey, listen to me, turn here, and he's like, okay, I love you, and that's the only reason I'm doing this, so they go to the ballet that night, and Ned eventually figures out that, oh, this is because the wife, Judy, saw the guy, like, jump all the way across the room, and she's like, it could be maybe he's a ballet dancer. Maybe he has performed in the ballet because that seems like a ballet move. And it's like, I got you figured out girl. And she's like, I know you do. Cause we're simpatico. Um, anyway, so they go talk to the guy who's in charge and she kind of describes the weird jumping Mary Martin guy. And he's like, Oh yes, that's blah, blah. I think he, like, he calls himself by some just dumbass name, like, Mysterio. He's like, I'm Mysterio. And Nancy's like, do you mean, like, doctor or mister? Nope, nope, Mysterio. As though he does hair in his spare time. Um, anyway, so, and again, I don't think that's actually the name that he went, or, like, Marvel. Like, I'm, I'm Marv Marvel, like, which sounds so, so deeply 70s. I'm going with Mysterio. Also sounds deeply stupid, but also 90s, so. Anyway, Mysterio has been, like, he was let go because he was very temperamental and weird and also was on adjacent, and they're like, yeah, he just, he just started saying bonkers shit, and everybody was getting deeply unnerved, so we had to let him go, but he was real good at jumping, and Nancy's like, I found, I found the man. Um, also, um, when she's talking to them... Like the lead guy in the ballet is like, You look like a ballet dancer. Get up here on the stage. And Nancy's like, how did you know? So like hilariously he's like, I'm gonna teach you how to do a dance because she's like, I loved that dance you were doing, it was so good. So they're dancing together. Again, he's a ballet dancer, so I was like, I feel like you're not threatened, Ned, but that's okay. Also I was like, This is where the whole Sasha Petrov came, thing came from in Nancy Drew Files forty eight. We'll get there. We'll get there. I may need to do ketamine to get through it, but we'll get there. Um, I'm not going to do ketamine. Probably. Um, anyway, so the ballet dancer and Nancy are dancing together and like just having a good old time. And Nancy at one point is like, yeah, I probably just sprained my ankle, but it's fine. Um, but Ned's watching and he's like, she's damn good at this. And when they finish, like he claps with everybody else. He doesn't do the psychotic, like. I'm so jealous of this. How dare she dance with another man? Because I was like, clearly he's probably gay. But I mean, because he was like, look at her. I love her. He is 100% a wife guy. And I love that about Ned. I love it. So, like I said, um, Nancy and her friends have to go around and talk to all the commissioners. So they talk to the one who's like, yeah, your plan looks good. They have to talk to another one who, um, and that's the one who was like, oh, you two want an apartment together. And Nancy's like, mm-hmm. All of those noises. Um, Bess and George go to talk to one, and he's kind of a dick. I think they're all men. Um, they talk to another one who apparently his son is a psychopath, and at one point he like throws sticky. Oh, they go to a newspaper. Oh my god, I don't remember exactly why they go to the news. I think that maybe the, the, um, maybe they wanted to like you know, put some publicity in the paper about it, or maybe, like, they wanted to, maybe somebody involved in the newspaper was also on the town board or something. I don't fucking remember, but anyway, they end up in a newspaper, and they actually go into the print room, which, ah, uh, since this is 1973, I don't know if the picture I have in my head is accurate, because it would have been 20 years later, but, like, very loud and very smelly and, well, smelly in an ink way, and anyway, the way they describe it, though, I was like, yeah, I've, I've seen that. Um, but it, So, they're kind of fascinated by it and everything, but, like, somebody throws some, like, extremely sticky, and I think it gets thrown on George. It's, like, really sticky red ink that would have been used for that, like, because we're not talking, like, toner, and we're not talking, like, pen ink. We're talking, like, it's like glue. It's seriously a lot like glue. And so, the, like, one of the secretaries comes by, and she's like, oh my god, let me help you, like, because th- there's no way that shit's coming out. Like, whatever it got on, they just have to, they're like, we're gonna try to get it off your face. And I was like, yeah, you mm. Anyway, apparently the newspaper publisher, owner, or one of the higher-ups of the newspaper, like, his son is a complete psychopath who just, he's like, I'm gonna fuck y'all up. Because, anyway. He feels really bad about it afterward, and Nancy's like, so you're gonna support us? And he's like, I guess so. <coughs> The other ones, they kind of gloss over just a little bit. Now, there's one that, um, Nancy goes to see, and I think that he's, he's got, like, she goes out to his house, um, but I don't think he's there, and I think that, um, like, there's like 10 kids in the yard, like, fucking 10, okay, by this point, Ned's gotten better, um, and also, Nancy got a mild case of the bird flu. I was like, that's because he climbed on top of him when he was in bed with the bird flu. And y'all were just, like, just casually making up. Anyway, so Nancy does come down with the bird flu for, like, a hot minute. She's, she's very sad because, like, for a day she has to stay in bed because the doctor's like, yeah, you got it. And I told you to stay away from him. And Nancy's like, I couldn't. Um, but anyway, so they, they both recover. They're both fine. Nancy goes out there to talk to them, and there's, like, ten kids in the yard, and they're all running around, like, screaming. And Nancy's like, hey, do you guys want to go see a bird farm? And they're like, yeah! So, Nancy and... Uh, I think that, like, for some reason, Nancy has a car there, and also, like... Ned has a car there? I don't, I don't fucking remember how this... I don't know why they each have a car there, but anyway, they're like, okay, well, we'll take the kids. And they're like, okay. Okay. Again, again, we're not talking, like fucking transport vans that they've got. We're talking, like, two rows of seats. And you're like, okay, so if, like, all of Nancy's friends are there, so if it's Nancy, Ned, Bess, and George, then we're talking four people. And if you're talking, like, six seats per vehicle, then you're talking that you would... You've already got four seats full. So that means you've got eight left. They've got ten kids. Um... They end up, like, putting kids in other kids' laps, and, like, there's not enough seat belts. <laughs> and everyone's fine with this. Everyone's fucking fine with it. They go out to the bird farm, and they're like, yeah, this is great. Um, one of the little kids, who is a little snot, um, like, they, they're they all going to the house to have, like, a snack or whatever the fuck, and or talk about birds. And um, all of a sudden, they hear the little boy screaming, and he comes in, and he's, like, bloody, because he opened one of the fucking bird cages there's a sign on the it that says, don't open the fucking bird cage, you little snot, and he, he went in there, and the bird got upset and, like, scratched his face, so the little boy's like, oh, well, the sign said to, but I was so curious, and they're like, okay, so you acknowledge, like, the waiver that you signed when you walked in, and no, they didn't, but anyway, um, anyway, he's like, yeah, I'm really sorry I shouldn't have done it. Like, he doesn't play it off and say, oh, there was no sign, or I didn't read, s-. no, he he fesses up to it immediately, and I was like, again, I like the optimism and what you just said. Anyway, so they bandaged him up, and he's like, I still had a fun time, even though, like, that last part was kind of on me, um, and then they get in the car to go back to the grandparents' house, because they were all with their grandparents. They're, like, a bunch of sets of grandchildren. When a cop stops them, and is like, hey, officer, hey, and he's like, how many kids do you have in this car? And Nancy's like, I don't know, like six. And he's like, yeah, you don't have enough seat belts. (laughs) And Nancy turns beat red and she's like, oh shit. And he's like, yeah, like you, no, no, you don't like, you don't even have enough seats. Like what the fuck are you doing? And Nancy's like, dude, I'm, I'm really sorry, and he's, like, yeah, you are, and she's, like, we're just taking back the grandparents' house, like, seriously, it's, like, four feet away, you can follow us the whole way, I'm really sorry, like, I don't, mm, actually, I think, I think when they went there, that they, like, fucking put all 10 of the kids in a Nancy's car, and then they were, like, oh, well, we'll just, um, Put them into separate cars at this point. or Anyway, it was it was just real, real bad, and it and the cop had her like it was one hundred percent correct. I do enjoy when a cop stops Nancy, like when any sort of authority figure stops Nancy, and she's like, "I'm sorry, what are you here for?" And they're like, "Cause you're actually like legit fucking up," and she's like, "Oh shit." Anyway, it is nice because it's a it's a nice change of pace from, "I'm pursuing Michael Myers, you piece of shit." Anyway, they take him back to the grandparents' house and. um they're like Nancy, Nancy says. Tell them about the bird park, and they're like, "Oh, it was great, and we had so much fun." And they're like, "What are all these bandages on on little Bobby for?" And she's like, and Bobby's like, "Yeah, fucked up." And they're like, "Yeah, you did." Um, but anyway, they're Nancy's like, "Did you love going there?" And they're like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Do you want to see it torn down?" And they're like, "No." And she's like, "Yeah." Ice cream sandwiches all around. So the grandparents are like, oh, we've already like said that we're going to sell our place because they have a nursery. They have like a um, a plant nursery and they're like, yeah, well, we're going to sell it. And we're going to get move in uh, at the apartment because it'll be like a better place. And he's like, but wouldn't that be great if you lived at the apartment, but also the bird park was there and you could send all 10 of these children over there and get them out of your hair for a minute so that you could just sit down and have some sweet tea. And they're like, that does sound like a good plan. But they have also, they were also threatened. They were also like, ghosts. Somebody called their house and and I think they just said ghosts. And they were like, fuck it, we're gonna sell. (laughs) That's all you have to do. In this housing market. Anyway. The last boss that Nancy has to defeat for this is the actual fucking contractor. Um... And I think, I think when Nancy goes out to see him, um, that one of the town board members is also supposed to be seeing him around the same time. But she wants to talk to him about his plans, and she wants to talk to him about changing them so that he doesn't have to fucking tear down the apiary. So, um they got, he's building some, like, he's working on another, um, construction plant, and, like, Nancy goes over, and she's like, hey, I'd like to talk to, you know, the guy in charge, and he's like, I'm very busy. You have 30 seconds, and Nancy's like, okay, don't tear down the bird park. Here's, here's a sketch of what I'm thinking it might look like, and he's like, what the, why are you, why am I even talking to you? And Nancy, it's Nancy and Ned, actually, who were talking to him, and Ned's like, yeah, I think that you need to, like, actually listen to her, and he's like, well, since you've got a dick, okay. Nancy's like, yeah, I just, you know, I feel like this would be a better solution to it. And he's like, I don't, I don't have time for this. We've already started stuff. Like at one point when they go back to the bird farm, like it's something fucking explodes. I think that like, I think Nancy's out there and like one of the neighbors is like, yeah, I saw somebody out here and it's, it's like somebody planted like a fucking landmine or something. Like they, they blew up something. It's, it's real fucked up. They're like, we're just going to do some construction. It's fine. Um, Anyway, so they're out there talking, and Nancy, he's like, I don't remember how exactly they end up on the bank of the river or, like, looking at the dam or whatever the fuck, but this, like, seven-foot-tall lurch guy comes over and grins at them and shoves Nancy and Ned into the water. And, of course, they, like, flail around and manage to get to the other bank, but also because it's near a dam... Um, they're like, if we get to the damn lake, we'll just die. Like, there's, there's no way we would survive that. So they get out of the water, and I think, like, a sheriff's deputy is just strolling nearby, as they do. I, again, I feel like Nancy's under surveillance at all times. Bad guys, good guys, Scientology, Elron QAnon, um, all of, all of these things. All these things. She's, she's never really alone. Um, or Ned. So, the guy walks by, and he's like, oh, my God, I saw you guys going, are you okay? And they're like, yeah, I mean, we're, that was real weird. And Nancy's like, yeah, I lost my shoes. Um, <laughs> and the cop's like, yeah, most people who fall in there die. Like, you are very, very lucky. And Nancy's like, fuck, yeah, we are. So, Nancy's like, so what you're saying is that somebody who pushed us in here, if they were familiar with the area, they would know that they were basically killing us. And he's like, yeah, she said, somebody pushed us in. He's like, who was it? And he, they're like, this seven-foot-tall guy. So, they walked back toward the construction area, and the dick who they'd been talking to initially was like, I don't know what they're talking about. They must have been, like, roughhousing or whatever the fuck, and they, like, fell on the water, and I don't know why they're trying to blame it on anybody here. That's just bullshit. And Nancy's like, Nancy sees, like, the seven-foot-tall guy who was just, like, grinning because he's, of course, a dumbass who has gotten away with murder. And, well, attempted murder, I guess. Um, and the guy's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He was with me the whole time. And so Nancy and Ned are like, um, can we show you where we were when this happened? And, and everyone's like, yeah, sure, sure. So they go over there and Ned's like, okay, do you see these footprints? Uh-huh. Do you see how they're the size of Lurch over there? Uh-huh. Do you see how he was clearly like standing right here where our footprints are? Uh-huh. Yeah. Tell me again that he was with you. And the guy's like, oh, all right, fuck. <laughs> So they take uh, the big guy into custody. Um, But yeah, so the thing is that like, while they do want to build affordable housing, they're also like being dicks about it. And so Nancy's like, just give the contract to somebody who is going to like take this on and be ethical about it. That's all I'm asking. That's all I want you to do is just, you know, I, I really love the idea of affordable housing. Just get people who aren't dicks to be building it. And so, the town council is agreeing with her. They go over to the, like, I can't remember, like, Kimmy has got, Nancy found the bird, of course. Nancy found the bird that Kimmy lost, and they, like, managed to coax it down from a tree. I think that Nancy practically fell out of the tree when she was trying to get the bird back, because, of course. Um, All this stuff. And... So Kimmy's got her bird back, and she's not going to be arrested, and she's feeling better. And so she confesses to Nancy that, like, when she came over to the United States, she was really lonely, and she met a guy who, like, seemed really nice to her and was asking her all these questions about herself. And so she was, like, she she caught feelings for him, and then, like... I think he asked her to do something she was uncomfortable with, like, something, like, borderline illegal, and she was like, oh, no, I can't do that, and then, like, he got nasty with her and, like, stopped talking to her, and she was like, he was just using me for something, and she got, she was very upset after that, and that's part of the reason why she didn't trust Nancy when she first met her, and Nancy's like, that's perfectly reasonable, like, I understand that, you know, you trusted somebody and they hurt you, and so you're like, I don't know if anybody else is gonna be like that, but... It's gonna be great and Kimmy's gonna anyway, um the last thing that happens though is remember we have not caught um Mysterio who like came into the house and scared the shit out of Judy and um was jumping around like a maniac and I feel like they spotted him at one other point. Like, it was somebody who was like, yeah, there was a guy who... Oh, I think he actually was the one who was pretending to be a ghost. Oh, uh, like, the kids that they took to the bird park illegally. Um, they were like, yeah, there was this guy. And he was he was like a ghost because he could, like, jump really high. And he's just like, yeah, I know that bitch. I know that bitch. I'm going to find her, that ass. So, he comes out and I think like Nancy sees something and she's going out to investigate what it is because again they're hoping that like the the bird park has been saved and everything and like he comes out and grabs Nancy and just like Princess Peach floats away with her like just jumps up in the air and is making these huge leaps and he's like brace yourself and Nancy's like what the fuck is going on? Okay. Again Mysterio felt like QAnon adjacent to the people that he was in the dance street with um he joined a cult, and they were clearly in cahoots, such a good word, um, with the construction company, um, so they'd be like, yes, if you want to be part of our cult, you're gonna need to pretend to be a ghost to these people for vague tax evasion reasons, and he was like, fuck yeah, I'm on it. He came out and abducted Nancy because they told him to. We don't actually know what the fuck happens. He, like, takes her out of this abandoned, like property or barn. It's it's some sort of large building. I don't know, but it's, it's just real, real weird. And Nancy hears stuff from inside and she's like, yeah, I don't want to go in there. And he's like, come on. And she's like, son of a bitch. Her friends at this point are like, where the fuck is Nancy? Because of course, if you have not seen her for 30 seconds, she is much like a toddler. If you hear silence, you're something, some shit's about to go down. So, um, they go out and they look for, and they don't find anything, but um, like, they maybe find a footprint or something, and so they're like, maybe, maybe that jumping bitch came out and stole her, so they track him to that place, and, like, they get the cops out there and everything, and when Nancy comes out of the building, there, she's like, okay, um, so I got jinxed by that bird at the beginning of this, and then I, Ned got jinxed when he got the bird flu, because that seemed intentional, and now I've, um, the cult decided to um, put me through a ceremony, and now I'm apparently a witch. I I don't know how to reverse it. And the book ends! So, first off, Nancy's canonically a witch now. Like, it's happened. She didn't consent to it, but it's happened. I was like, I'm, I feel like your previous witchery has kind of... You're like, it's adorable that you think you're turning me into a witch, because I've been one the whole time. How do you think I've been 18 for a good 40 years? No judgment. Um, but, like, at the end of it, they're all like, huh, okay, like, seriously, I, when I say that that's how the book ends, I'm not fucking exaggerating, like, that's how the damn book ends, and you're like, "Oh, she's a witch now. She's a witch now. She's... Have we jumped the shark? I would argue that the shark was in the distance a long time ago, like... You're having to suspend a lot of stuff to get to here and I'm fine with it. She's a witch now. We're just gonna accept it. We're gonna let it wash over us. Whenever she has different costumes for it at Halloween, they're gonna be like, We all know it's it's fine. It's fine. Um Yeah. Oh my god, this book. Oh my god. I do love all the Nancy Ned stuff. I do love that Nancy's like, oh, will nurse him back to health, like almost immediately. I was like, She's she's got that nurse uniform. Ned enjoys it. Ned is into costumes. Ned is a costume enthusiast. After they get married, there's just going to be, like, a costume budget every month. He's going to be like, surprise me. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I do love that they're mistaken for a married couple, and they respond as though, like, this is a thing that they feel emotionally about. And I'm like, yes, you do. Yes, you do, loves. Yes, you do. Anyway. I love that Ned is like delirious with the bird flu, which again I don't know how intense that is, but the book is like he's in grave danger, and I'm like, is he okay? I love that she's like I've got a spare bedroom in my house that connects my own room through a secret passage. I'm 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 just saying, I'm just throwing that out. I'm just volunteering that information. Um, yeah, it's just <laughs> this book is just bonkers as shit, and then the whole fucking like. Dude, who can jump really far? Subplot. I'm like, okay. But at the end of it, when he like abducts her off to a. a and again, L Ronning. We're fucking L Ronning. You know this. It, it feels very much like this is the last thing I have to do before I can join the Sea Org. Like, he. It's very strange, though, because, again, I feel like Judy is so superstitious and so willing to believe this stuff. And they're making it sound like Mysterio, which, again, I don't don't remember what his fucking name is, that he's very much of that same, like, he's very susceptible to this kind of thing. He's very superstitious. And if you're going to tell him, like, that that this is a bad omen or a bad sign or whatever the fuck, that he's going to go along with it, like, that just feels like it, and again, that's, that's a theme from a lot of these books, that it's just people who otherwise probably would have been harmless, because that's what this guy sounds like, they were just like, we were unnerved by him, and then he goes to a group where he feels like he's a part of it, and like, okay, so there's Scientology, like he just he wants to feel like he's part of a group and and doing good things and so they give him that and also he gets to turn Nancy into a witch. I was like, I want to know everything about this ceremony. Is she a good witch? Is she Glinda the Good Witch? Are we talking like the the Wicked Witch of the West? Um, was there blood involved? Did all her clothes remain on? Like how how intense did this get? It, anyway. There were a lot of fucking people at this place, too. This is not like it's just him and Elrond. It's like they got a room full of people that are apparently like in this cult, which, again, is like a side plot. The amount of like just casual cult adjacency in these books is hilarious to me. But again, it's the 70s. Like, I feel like there was there was a lot of cult activity. So they're not wrong. They're not wrong. Elrond is. Elrond's wrong. His name is so close already. Oh my god. Or or was Alistair Crowley involved? Because that's just going to make it super fucking weird. I don't think that they would let her be part of their cult. I think that they would make her, like, part of the main event of their cult. And I'm not here for it. So, I'm here for the female empowerment cult. <laughs> oh god. I think he even, like, got a tattoo of, like, the cult symbol. Because he's like, I'm not into it. This is my gang now. This is my gang. I don't know oh my god Kimmy's okay by the end of it Carson barely had to do anything I think that Nancy asked Carson to look up like one thing for her and he's like okay but I mean I got other court stuff and she's like okay you know I got this under control and she he's like do you Ned's <laughs> in our spare bedroom do you <laughs> oh god oh my god I feel like some other shit happened, but oh my god, I don't remember it. Because, again, this this book is just one fucking thing after another, honestly. Okay. Next time. We're back in the files. Uh, so we're going to be back in the files for, what, book 36 through 40, I think? I don't think we've gotten that far. Which means that we're going to be hitting the, the Summer of Love trilogy soon. Which I have feelings about. It's kind of weird. I reread that recently. Well, I think I re-skimmed it recently because I wanted to get some more like, character on Sasha Petrov, you'll, oh, oh, you'll find out about that bitch if you don't know him already, Um, but I was like, I, when I first read this, I was real upset about things, but when you reread it, when I reread it, I'm like, okay, there's, there's really a lot of her being like, I'm not really into this, which I don't, I don't know what it is, I don't know if it's that, like, when you, when you read a book as a child, like, you feel like, All the adults must be completely on board and consenting to what's going on. And then when you read it, when you're older, you're like, "Oh, there are actually gradations of consent." I don't, I don't really know how to exactly to explain that. And like this book is very interesting to me. We're talking about double jinx mystery again. This book is very interesting to me because of like all the, all the superstition and all the, all the hot hot Nancy Ned content that I'm getting to imagine as missing scenes in this book, but. It's, it's so strange, it's also she's a witch. I cannot get past that. I can't get past how canonically she's a witch from this point on. like she they don't reverse it at the beginning of the next book that she's not like, oh thank god i'm I'm done with being a witch. <laughs> Can you even imagine, oh my God. So after we do the next four, uh, five books in the file series, that is in case I run... Unless I run into one that I'm like, fuck no, and then I'll just skip to the next one. But I think we've been doing pretty consistently doing the files. We are not going to do the fucking European trilogy. You know this about me. You know I can't endure that. My, my mental health would take a significant hit. When you talk about someone's ketamine. that's how that's going to happen. But anyway... But yeah, so after this season, after the one, because this is the final, this is the finale of this season, after the next foul season, we'll just go ahead and do a speed run and we'll do the last six of the, the original mystery stories. So we'll finish those out. And you know what? I'm not sure if I've ever actually read like the very last books. I've read most of the last books. Like we're going to hit Glowing Eye, which I fucking love because again, if we talk about bonkers stuff, it involves Nancy and Ned yes um so we're gonna be doing that but i'm not even i'm not sure if i've read 13th pearl and i'm not sure if i've read crocodile island i'm not sure if i've previously read them so i'm gonna find that out that's gonna be fun so yeah so what have we learned this week um if you meet somebody who seems to be pulling off a mary martin with no attached to no wires you need to stay the fuck away from that and be like i don't i don't know what's going on with you but it could be queuing on adjacent also L. Ron. do you have any tattoos Ask to see all tattoos um if you're going to have a bird farm maybe like it seems so weird because I'm like are do you are you have a license or anything and no it's just like his it's like his hobby's gotten out of control honestly and Judy's like I mean I put up with it because she can't do anything and she's like well I mean I put up with it and that feels that seems fair but anyway so We've learned nothing. We've only learned that Nancy's a witch now. (laughs) Also, that Ned's costume fetish may have begun with this book. We don't know. We don't know. Anyway, until next time, stay sleuthing, my friends.